for me it kind of chose me most people that wanted to enter the industry usually want to be actors first which i think alarms anyone i talk to about it is that i was 14 when i did it i went to bhansali productions i actually assisted jasmeet reen and my mom actually who has been very crucial in my career she will come back many many times <laughs> our favorite project was also the most uh, prestigious project i think which is for google india I'm very much an artist who is an entrepreneur not an entrepreneur who is an artist i feel like i gaslighted myself a little bit in the sense of like ah uh, it's like a fluke or something want a filmography within which if there can be some awards great <laughs> but i want to be that person who's made 10 15 things you watched and not just that one i was a little bit starstruck on day 1 and then i got into my mode by day 2 Hello everyone, welcome to the Brain Management Podcast. We love to talk shop, uncover the beauty of failures, and play a few games. Today we have with us Priyanka Banerjee, the founder of Leo Work Productions. Priyanka, how are you feeling? Good. I'm excited. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Priyanka, your path right out of college has always been geared towards advertising, screenwriting, directing, and producing. After interning at James Walter Thompson and Ansari Productions, you jumped head on by starting your own production house, Leo Work Productions. So is that A good description of the journey so far. Yeah, pretty much. I think so. Cool, and we are here today because of your work production. So we're going to play yeah. a quick little game to understand a little more about it. So we're going to play the Twitter pitch challenge. Twitter is known for its 280 character limit on every tweet, which sometimes makes it a little difficult to convey your thoughts. It takes about 20 seconds to speak 280 characters. So we want to transfer this challenge to you to explain to us your work productions in 20 seconds. Okay, we'll make it easy. We also want you to use one emoji and one hashtag in your tweet. Oh God! Okay. <laughs> so there's a stopwatch for you. Oh God! Okay, cool. And you can start in three. <laughs> okay, good. Two, one, go. Okay, so Leo Girl is a boutique film and theater production company that empowers brands to be able to use the power of narrative storytelling to build their brand and to build their employer brand. Um. with a specialization in diversity and inclusion uh hashtag leo girl and emoji is the film emoji okay one one over <laughs> it's okay you can you can cut me that okay that's fine <laughs> <laughs> but yeah no you i think you give a very holistic description of my okay, career so. so yeah okay so let's let's dive right in um it seems from your at least digitally from what we've been able to Yeah, yeah. Very early on in your journey, you know what you want to do, and one is that true? And if yes, what led you to it? Yeah, I think that's very accurate because for me, it kind of chose me. Uh, I don't think I chose it. You know, wow. like sometimes <laughs> I know it sounds very. I mean, I'm speaking to an artist, so there's going to be a lot of abstract things here compared to uh, business people. But I do think it chose me because I think it was the only thing I really showed talent for. But I think it was also in a very like you know when we talk about a flow state and stuff like that. I feel like I started to experience those things from like a very young age when I would do anything that's performance related or literature related or like the humanities was a very safe space for me from the start so because for me storytelling was always an area of like comfort from a very young age and then when i grew older i was experiencing movies then plays and i was like oh okay you can actually make a profession out of this and i think the first um, access point that we get to movies is you know seeing stars and we all most people that wanted to enter the industry usually want to be actors first because yeah. as a child that's the first thing you understand and then as you grow a little older you're like oh there's a whole group of cool people behind the camera who make the actor look the way they look to you yeah. on screen and then you discover that okay i want to be a storyteller i want to be that person and that's how it was for me yeah and i mean storytelling makes a lot of sense when right? you work in advertising and theater yeah what was that like? because see the thing is if you get into advertising that that is an industry of its own absolutely um coming back into production after going into advertising is still slightly um less common because once you get into advertising there's a career path there's yeah. a ladder to climb right so why didn't you want to continue in that area yeah So one thing about the JWT internship which I think alarms anyone I talk to about it is that I was 14 when I did it. So I was in 9th grade. Yeah, I had that kind of mom who was like wow. you're not going to spend any summer 
at home <laughs> like you have to go intern somewhere so it was really one of those situations where actually she had been the hr head of lolin jazz uh, in india a few years ago and then she of course had advertising contacts so she's like you know what like we will try and send you over to an agency because she said what are you interested in i said i'd like to write or do something like that and so um, you know at the time uh, i remember tarun singh jahan who's a really good friend of my mom's and became a sort of mentor for me also he was at jwd at the time and he was part of their senior leadership and he said okay come over and i think everyone was very confused about what to do with this 14 year old because there were there were people in like official internships there but they were 18 19 they were in college like it made a little more sense that they were there so i think initially people like there was a lot of just me sitting around and waiting for someone to give me something and then when they figured that okay she has some potential we can give her something to do and she won't you know like screw it up um and then i did that so that's, that's how to have that at 14 is yeah. i mean i don't know how cool it was because back then i was like what am i doing and all these people are so much in terms of the age of 19 and i was just all the time so yeah but i made friends and you know actually credit to them because when i became 18 19 i don't know how many 14 year olds i could have hung out with and actually treated as an equal yeah and i felt a lot of them people i met there did that so that was amazing but that was only one part of it because then the other internships i did like when i went to bhansali productions i actually assisted jasneet reen the director who made darlings if you guys know oh, yeah, yeah. uh you know that has alia bhat and yeah. shefali shah so she eventually directed that but she was going to do a totally different film which was supposed to be produced by um bhansali and you know we were working on that in the sense i was assisting her and i spent a year doing that when i was like 18 19 years old so that happened many years later so i think when i did jwt i had no sense of okay i want to be in advertising it was just that let's do all kinds of internships and understand how it works and uh, definitely my takeaway was that these are like a bunch of really creative cool people and they kind of build their like they have their own rules of how they work they don't subscribe to the usual corporate culture yeah. which is what i loved about um, advertising and i continue to love that even when i now deal with agencies as a client or you know like in the sense that now i am the director they speak to right a lot of agencies so that yeah absolutely that is like a big part of what leo girl does because that is our digital ads wing that produces ads and for that we are often in touch with agencies or in touch with brands directly either of that or there's a different part of it where they just engage with me as a director Correct. without bringing in my production company so now there's a lot of engaging with agencies also but in a totally different light like i mean and, and that's that's also really cool but i have a fondness for it because of that experience at 14 you know so yeah it's like the first thing that you were exposed to as well yeah and that also holds like totally. some level of value yeah. in terms of how you do that like the rest of your part yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, diving into your girl productions, then right. um, as you mentioned, it focuses a lot on diversity and inclusion. Um, so why did you think that was like an important aspect to address in your filmmaking career? Yeah. Um, okay. So that was also kind of accidental because I. uh you know kind of so the way i'll tell you the way the very first play came about because for a very long time we only did plays and that made us um i would say more of a theater group than a company because the thing that with plays is it's not very scalable you can't you know go and uh, you know kind of start a company that only does theater plays because there is so much infra required around the play that is not something that can be done very easily and it's also live event right in that sense so there's that as well basically the way it started is that i was in um school studying ib theater and my mom actually who has been very crucial in my career she will come back many many <laughs> times um she actually needed a small play to be done like a skit for like a women leadership event that they were having at an at a totally different company and she said hey you like theater why don't you and your drama teacher like put something together and th- these are like my ideas and she actually had a script and she was like could you put this up and so i said okay fine and i did it and actually at that event there were a lot of people from other companies who came in and this is very luckily around the same time in like 2014 where you know diversity and inclusion was beginning to become a conversation in corporate india and they were all realizing from their headquarters you know various mncs from their um, you know kind of upper leadership abroad or whatever they were realizing that you know we have to do something about this this has to become like a mandate it has to be part of our budget and they some of these companies came for that play and they were like hey this is a great medium to 
do something innovative and different where whether it's a women's day or a you know inclusion month or whatever you're celebrating let's have a play performance and then we can and the way we positioned it is it's a performance followed by a discussion so it's not just a play um and at the time i just did it as a one off but then about a few months later i remember johnson and johnson coming and saying that hey would you do this for us and i was still in college so it was not something i could see as like a for profit company like i didn't have the vision for it i just said okay cool and my mom had a not for profit at the time that did a lot of work in the hr community so she said okay we'll just bill for it through this because i didn't even have like an established company or anything right at like 19 or whatever so um literally all the way like through my college years i just did it as a fun thing where i just went to whoever called us and went and did the plays it wasn't like a thought out thing that okay you know i'm passionate about diversity and inclusion so i'm going to set up a business plan and start reaching out to clients and taking this to people because it was such an experiment i mean you don't know whether this is something a service people even need you know it's like as and when the requirement came i went and did it but definitely along the way i developed a passion for it as a theme and it started opening up into many other things so i think when we say diversity and inclusion the first thing a layman thinks of is women or gender diversity but there are so many aspects of it right and that started coming to me as i worked on it so yeah yeah interesting how like something that you did in college ended up then becoming something that you did in yeah, and totally also grew with how yeah. you grew as well yeah and it helped us build so many relationships with so many companies right the the eventual foot in the door the initial foot in the door was the play Yeah, and then you'd be like, okay, yeah. do you guys also need corporate films? Do you need ads? Do you need other things? Because you've just now built a relationship, and you can do much more yeah. with them. So. I just want to come back to diversity and inclusion. Right? Yeah. It's not an easy conversation because right. that world itself is evolving every day. Right? So the context of what diversity and inclusion meant in 2014 is very different to what it means today. Absolutely. And I think an ad that captures that uh, one of the ads that I know that captures it. Is Tanishka Superwoman, right? You know that, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So seen it. you know it. So basically, the ad is about how Superwoman, which was initially meant to be a compliment, was for for a mother who can work her job and still come home and still take care of do the it kids, all, yeah, then still take care of the house and like basically do it all, right? It's a compliment, but basically over time it became an expectation, yeah, and it's just pressure. It's like unnecessary pressure. Everyone needs to be the super person in their life, but yeah. anyway, so. It was kind of like I feel like Antonish is time and time and time and time again done a pretty good job of like taking the conversation to an even higher level. Yeah. But it's not something that's easy to do. I'm, I still see ads every day that get it so wrong. Yeah. And yeah. Luckily now they do get called out to a certain yeah. extent, but it's so. Have you felt the difficulty yeah. in like creating that conversation given your focus on? Yeah. So, you know to kind of explain it, see our company now as of 2024 has three different wings, right? There's theater for learning, which is diversity and inclusion related theater followed by discussion, which is for corporates. Um there's corporate films, which is internal communication for corporates and then there's ads. So in each of these, you know, the nuance is very different because I feel like in theater for learning and corporates, which is mainly targeted at companies trying to talk to their own employees, I feel like that narrative is very um, careful in its own way because it's one blast communication that's going out to two thousand people, three thousand people at one time. So they have to be when they're making a film, it's definitely like that, right? Because it goes on their intranet or on their portal yeah. or whatever. So they have to say something that's all and encompassing. Like for example, I've had some companies that look at every possible diversity with us, but they don't look at LGBT sensitization because at you know until a couple of years ago it wasn't legal, right? So they were like, even though this is a diversity we personally feel for we can't talk about it at a company level because it's not become legal in the country right and then there were some who said that we don't care what the legality is outside we want to talk to our employees about it because this is an mnc and in our other uh, locations this is a conversation so we want to have that so with every you know company it's so different and you have to 
you know, figure out, uh, you know, what is yeah, their you level. Know, uh, you have to kind of keep benchmarking yourself against. The yeah, totally. And, 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 and sadly, I will say that the Indian organizations, however large they are, this is still an issue they're a bit squeamish about, like the yeah. whole LGBT thing, right? So they'll talk about women, they'll talk about persons with disability, they'll talk about all those others. But this is one where they're like, we're not quite sure our senior leadership is ready for this conversation or certain people are ready for this conversation or whatever or, you know, so that is where you have to kind of bring in some tact and be like, okay, even if they're having, they're going this much of the mile. Let's go at least this much with them, you know, you let's not, then they'll go more. Yeah. And we've seen that happen with clients of us, but in, initially they were like, let's not go there. And then they're like, okay, cool. Let's, let's go there, you know? Um, so it's stuff like that. And then with ads, which are more to like the general public and the general consumer there, I think you get a chance to be a lot more woke, a lot more authentic. You get to say what you really want to say, because that's to the average public. And, you know, with the average public, I, I tend to see that, of course, brands are very careful. They won't just say anything, but there is the more you want to push the envelope. They actually like that because it will make them stand apart. I think I've experienced that with companies we've made ads for where, uh, they don't want to say anything dangerous, but they want to say it in a way that's new and different and that gives you a chance to be creative, you know. So, yeah. Yeah, I think and brands also tend to, tend to want to go like to a certain extreme as well, right? Like for that yeah. conversation to start. Yeah. Like, um, I heard this like recently where it's like um, getting cancelled is also like PR. PR yeah. <laughs> so you sometimes are intentionally doing something that's... Yeah. I guess against inclusion and diversity so people yeah. talk about it right. and they get that kind of PR so yeah. it's like a mix of both but no one wants to stay in between like it's yeah. either extremes um, but yeah you worked with like a few amazing um, brands and like uh, Google India, Bumble, um, Aditya Villa and many more I think you also worked with WDW, I worked for them in London oh cool, yeah. we did a play for them oh, yeah nice. okay. <laughs> Yeah, so like a lot of cool brands. Um, so which is like your favorite project uh, to work on and why? Our favorite project was also the most uh, prestigious project, I think, which is for Google India. Oh, we did, yeah, because I think it's like, I mean, who doesn't want to work for Google, you know? Like I think anyone from like a vendor to, I, I think most employees, everyone says that they have a really great time with these really big ones because yeah. I think what happens is that they're, they're at a level where they can't afford to give anyone a bad experience at any level so yeah. they were I mean I'll tell you what we did for them uh, so we basically did a 50 minute virtual keynote event which basically is like a 50 minute film that you're creating for them in the pandemic which was called women will so it was basically a like a women's day sort of 50 minute thing that they wanted to do that featured everyone from sundar pichai to ratan tata to smithy rani to everyone was a part of that right and we shot with some people virtually with some people i mean it was the pandemic so you couldn't really go and shoot with everyone in person but uh, with Sundar Pichai, there was like a remote, uh, you know, kind of conversation with his team. And he has his own team, of course, to shoot everything <laughs> he does. He doesn't need us. But still, I mean, yeah. that was a cool experience. But the greatest, I think, most gratifying part of working with them is that they will do a lot of homework to select you as the vendor for something. Once they've done that, they fully trust you. Yeah. Then there's no questions. Then there's no interference. It's very like you're the expert, you do it the way you want to do it. And with us, I mean, you know, my team is all fairly young people. These are not people who've been in the, I mean, I myself am young. So, you know, there's, yeah. I mean, when they're even talking to you, they can see that it's someone in their 20s they're dealing with. It's not like, you know, someone who's seasoned or anything, but they don't have that, you know, they trust what you're saying. And if they've selected you, it's like, okay, now we want to do it with you um, of course there was an agency involved and we didn't directly go and pitch to them but still you know like they want to trust their choice then which I think uh, was the best part of it because we had such a massive thing to deliver and it could have really gone awry if we constantly had a client like second guessing us they're, they're not insecure which I love you know it's very it's very freeing environment in which you can be creative yeah, yeah I mean so for me at least like I know this being part of the advertising world that there are a select few companies out there that yeah. give the agency director or production house, whatever it is, the freedom, freedom to, yeah. to So, like, Ogilvy's, um, like, Pitlai working with Ogilvy, Pitlai is always maintained that, you know, we don't 
kind of monitor them too much. Yeah. And you can see that in the work that eventually comes out, right? Like there is it is creatively going yeah. absolutely crazy. Right. And even with Google, like all the way, I think the first ad I remember Google's is Google Reunion, which hmm. is probably the biggest campaign they've had even till date, right. I presume. Right. So it it is so cool for you to have like come into that ecosystem. And even if you didn't work with Sundar Pichawa's team directly, yeah. it was still so cool to like yeah, hundred percent. I think even uh, see some of these faces on our monitor, editing them, being yeah. like, you know, this is really cool that we have anything to do with these people. Like that, that part is always exciting. And everyone who worked on it was so like, oh my god, you know, like from the editor to everybody was like, no, you feel like you're doing something important, you know. 100%. And everyone wants to do their best. So that was our best experience. I think. When you work with a brand at that level, and you know, it's obviously a very important project for them as well if they're getting the likes of Lakhantata Sundar Pichai yeah. How do you, after completing that project, continue to get value from it? Like how do yeah. you, like referrals, adding it to your portfolio, etc. Like what are the different ways you, in which you pull out that value? Yeah, yeah. This is honestly something I had to learn because I was so used to, I told you earlier, right, this thing of people just come to you and I had a very passive, um, you know, <laughs> po you know, kind of uh, approach to BD. It was very like, whenever you come to me, I'll work. If you don't come to me, then I guess too bad. <laughs> you know, it was that. And I had to realize because I'm very much an artist who is an entrepreneur, not an entrepreneur who is an artist, you know. So for me, I never envisioned being a businesswoman or anything like that. When some, like when you guys come and tell me we want to talk about Leo Girl, if anyone comes and tells me I would like to talk about your company, I'm like, oh, wait, what? <laughs> because for me, uh, I'm very, company. there is a company and oh, that you know, like, because these are all things that were very like, by default that I had to figure out a GST and a this and a that it was all very yeah. like to, to it's a means to an end not that it was not my dream so it's stuff that I've had to kind of uh, you know wrap my head around yeah so because I don't have this active process I didn't until quite recently have an active process of BD I did kind of I would let it go and then I'd be like a few months later that was a great client and they had a great experience with us why don't I reach out and ask if there's something else um, and then I just made it a weekly thing so I was like every Wednesday I'm going to reach out to as many as I can without seeming desperate or weird <laughs> and, and just be like is there anything we can do and you know at first or, or with some of them just like can we catch up can we talk how are you what is up what is happening uh, that was a very awkward thing to do initially because it comes across like it comes across ingenuine yeah. like you're trying to get something out of them and it's and I don't like that. I mean, I, I've connected with the person while working, right? So now I don't want to keep badgering you to give me work. But that one call that you make, right, just to be like, what's happening? Tell us like where we can contribute, not what I can get out of you. Even if it doesn't immediately convert, I've seen it convert in like three, four months. So if you do enough of that work, right, there'll be like a constant I mean, rolling. What, what that does is more just reminds the person that yeah. you exist. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so even if they don't have, let's say, a need for a skill immediately, the next time they do, you're yeah. hoping they remember you before they remember anyone else. Yeah. That's one part of it. And I feel like other times it might just be a need of the moment. So like, yeah. that's happened to me a couple of times where I need something done. And it's just like, as, as a... In your daily life, there are so many things you need done, like okay, yeah. it's in the back of my head. But if someone reaches out to me where I know I can like use their help to get it done, right? That's just like bliss. Yeah. So, yeah. And even staying on top of mind helps with like if someone they know needs something yeah. similar, yeah. then you come yeah. as like the first yeah. So with a lot of clients, I have found that they actually don't want to share who their partners are oh, really? with other companies. <laughs> so they don't really refer so, you yeah, to other people. Yeah, they don't want to do that. So I have never really ever got a referral saying, hey, my friend who's at such and such brand needs help and you should go to them. I mean, very rarely, unless someone has switched. So the only time I've got like, you know, work from multiple brands to the same person is if they move to another company and then they called me and said, hey, help me out here. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's a little... Do you like feeling that like, that talent is my... No, my find, yeah, kind my of. Find. Yeah, so that process of BD, I really had to learn. But I, I mean, if any young entrepreneur is watching or even really people who are trying to make it in the film industry, because when you're a writer, director or an author or whatever in the industry, you're also running your own company kind of in your like 
Priyanka Banerjee as a Correct. director is a company. Yeah. And then even for that, like, you know, to reach out to producers, to reach out to actors, like whatever, and say, hey, hi, I exist. It's just that, you know. And then they'll come to you when they have something or they think you fit. Yeah. But yeah, speaking of Priyanka Banerjee, you won a film film. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. It was the People's Choice Award for Best Short Film in 2021 by a film lady. Um, for starters, what was the feeling like? <laughs> I feel like everyone in this country has at some point watched film fair. And like you said, I'm like excited for like all the dance performances and all yeah. like the films that are credited during that entire yeah. thing. And like receiving one must feel Incredible. Yeah, I mean, it was pretty surreal to like hold it and all of that. And I think that was really cool. I also think I was so young. Like, I'm not that, I mean, that much older <laughs> than then. <laughs> but uh, I was 24 when I when I won it, which I feel in hindsight was a little young to appreciate it. And I'm saying that at 27. <laughs> like, so, but still, you know, I mean, in your 20s, it's so dynamic that every year you feel like you age like five years or something, right? Yeah. You learn so much. So I feel like back then I was excited, but you know, I was just a bit like, I didn't know quite what to make of it. And I feel like I gaslighted myself a little bit in the sense of like, ah, it's like a fluke or something like, you know, and that's what happens is if you've done a 15 year career and then you win it, you have that feeling of achievement for, for it, which I think I robbed myself of at that point. Now, when I look at it, I'm like, look, it was a really cool thing to have done. And, you know, it's great that I did that. And But I want to have a, I mean, I've never been, you know, there are all these great people you'll see, um, even at the Oscars and stuff, who come and win best documentary short, and then you see them 20 years later, you know. I don't want to be that person. Like, I was very clear that I don't want this to be the peak or the whatever. Like, course, it has yeah. to be, I want a filmography within which if there can be some awards, great. <laughs> but I want to be that person who's made 10, 15 things you've watched and not just that one. Because the thing is, if you give it a lot of importance, it's very easy to be like, dude, I've arrived and, you know, I'm yeah. going to sit and chill. And that, that did happen also <laughs> for a bit. But then I, you know, kind of came back to the ground. <laughs> Which entrepreneurship does to you, I feel like, because, you know, your clients are very impressed initially and then after a point, after it's like, exactly, exactly. And that award, while it's great, it doesn't pay anything. But it, I mean, it brought me a lot of opportunities. I'm sure I got Google and a lot of things because of that. Um, but the feeling is surreal. It's really cool. I unfortunately didn't have a ceremony because it was during the lockdown. Wow. So I just kind of, but I got the award, so yeah. I could still hold it. Still people graduated oh no, yeah. Yeah, yeah, seriously. And they didn't even do one later when things were so okay. They did one two years after. Oh God. <laughs> oh, so you all didn't go. I was in London, okay. but um, yeah, I took a day off work. And like my parents are like, it's two years later, so they didn't come. So it's just... Wait, I have to go graduate. Yeah, I don't know my manager, I'm taking a day off because I need to go for my graduation ceremony. And he was like, what? Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was nothing like what it would have yeah. been. But yeah. I think like because I was in London, I was like, I okay, would have. Right. So right. it was nice-ish. <laughs> in your film, Lady, you also got to work with incredible people like Arjun. So how was that experience like? And what was it working with her? Because I feel like, again, we've seen her on a lot of screens growing up. Yeah. And then being able to work with her to get that differentiation, how did that work? Yeah, again, very surreal and uh, I won't deny, I still get a little bit starstruck, you know, when I meet them because you've seen them on your screens growing up all your life and, you know, you just are so like, why are we in the same room, like, you know, breathing the same air? It's a little weird to reconcile that initially. I did feel that with her as well and it was all, I mean, you know, I think he was my mentor and my producer, Ryan Stephen, who unfortunately passed away in 2021. But, um, you know, he basically was the entire, like, mastermind behind the cast. Because everyone asked me, like, how did you all get this cast? Because it's really, at that time, you know, now celebrities do shorts and all of that. But, you know, a few years ago, that was not really happening. It was very once in a while. Especially not, I feel, a celebrity of the stature of Kajol. Like, yeah, they yeah. would, you would not see them in a short film. And then because she said yes, I feel like everyone else kind of fell into place. And everyone else was also amazing. 
so yeah it was kind of a little bit scary and i didn't want to let her down you know i think it was that it was a two day shoot so not like we had very yeah. long um i kind of wish i mean because what happens is you can really build a rapport with actors if you work for a really long time together whereas two days is yeah. almost like shooting an ad or a music yeah. video or something and then they are off but uh, i was a little bit starstruck on day 1 and then i got into my mode by day 2 and i had i was like what did i do on day 1 i can't even remember and whatever it turned out okay but my producers like niranjana yengar and ryan stephen they really had to like swoop in and be like okay you know we will kind of help you stay upright through this because i feel like i was very intimidated you yeah. were also very young yeah yeah and exactly to work with such established actors it yeah. can also just be a little overwhelming yeah yeah and i think at that age which is a quality i really miss you know which i think everyone who's young should hold on to is i had this delusional quality which was that yeah okay so why can't i direct kajol you know it was yeah. that kind of thing which now i feel i've become very realistic like if i look yeah. at things i'm like oh god you know i need to be careful of and these are the pros and these are the cons and i'm thinking all that but at that age it was very like yeah it's my script and it's a great script and why should i not make it with her you know it was that kind of thing which i do miss i mean i try to bring it back actually because i know exactly how you feel yeah. i try to do that like like when we used to do this same podcast in previous format we had the founder of Shazam on yeah. the podcast and we had like some Martin Sorrell right. and you know just that time we kind of didn't care we used to reach out to anyone and everyone yeah. like it was yeah. actually crazy that we were able to bring on some really top yeah. notch um, guests which it's not like now the concept is different because it's more yeah, yeah, yeah. but I feel like even then we do like I mean, there was like some level of delusion. Like, okay, yeah, yeah, but you should totally maintain it. I mean, I think that's what's important because the worst anyone can say is no, right? But yeah. like, you should still go and ask. I think that's a thing I try to remind my myself of. Same, I think. Like, yeah. every, like every couple of times when we don't show back or something, yeah. it's very easy to be like, okay, that's not like we yeah. don't, but it's like okay, fine. Like all it takes is one yes. Yeah, like, yeah. Once, so, like. We still reach out to like everyone we find interesting to be like, okay, like, hey, would you like come yeah. on and stuff like that? And I think the bigger like delusional fact in that part was like this is episode fifty one. Like we've mm. done a lot now. Yeah. Like being able to speak to someone is right. not as hard as it was in episode At the start, one, for yeah. example. Yeah, but that was like episode negative. Like it was before this. <laughs> so like at that point, speaking to someone that had like. A very like established, long, successful career, yeah, and a very well-known company, and then trying to like play our games with him. We were like, <laughs> yeah, cool, like it's a fun form. Yeah, like, I don't think yeah. I thought that much into it. Yeah, but now it's like okay, like back then, how did we even like casually reach out to him? And we had like zero backing, and he was like, yeah, I think even he was like supportive. So. <laughs> Because otherwise, like, who's just gonna come up with like? Yeah, why not? I always feel like it's like for me personally, my way of like giving back. Because at some point, someone took a chance on me. Yeah. You know, when I was didn't know what I was doing or I was trying some new venture. Like right now, I'm trying to start something uh, to do with like wedding films. Uh-huh. Because everyone was telling me that why don't you do this and yeah. blah blah blah. And I was like, you know, and a lot of I think film people have this thing that I don't know weddings. You know, like it's that yeah. thing of like I'm not that filmmaker. Yeah. But I was like, dude, nowadays weddings have become like those films are really cinematic, and I don't mind having a separate company that does that. And there's so much storytelling behind. Yeah, that. and and I think a lot of. Couples now. I mean, I myself, I'm getting married, and I I see oh, now yeah. that thank you, <laughs> random uh, point in the <laughs> podcast. But um, no, I'm seeing a lot of them. They they don't want the cookie cutter video. Yeah. They want something that tells their story. And yeah, like I was like, why not? But now in that, I'll be a total amateur. Like when I'm yeah. going into it, and I'll need some nice, uh, you know, unsuspecting couple <laughs> to be like, okay, make our wedding. It's all very um, confusing because you know, with client with corporates, there's so much of paperwork and you know there's so much yeah. like with people when you're just going and telling someone I'll make your wedding film you know it's you're just dealing with personalities it's not really and i definitely consider it a very side side hustle right now so it's um, just a new place to get into so there again people have to take a chance on me you know i don't know everything i'm doing there so yeah so every business has obviously a bunch of challenges and for you i'm sure like as you mentioned earlier like you've always had to kind of entrepreneurship has always come and grounded you because 
at some point, even if there is like you know an achievement and everything, you still need to continue money in. Yeah. But what is, for example, one challenge that you face often, and how do you like get through it? So one is uh, business development because I feel like a large part of the business is around me. Yeah. right because it it builds around me and that's very common with film production houses because i mean karan johar for example with dharma right now he's such a huge selling point for dharma right it's around him he's of course at a yeah. totally different scale and level but if any and he has he very smartly hired you know an apurva mehta to be the ceo of dharma so that he doesn't have to be that and he can go out and do a lot of other things so i look at my career very similarly because when i as a person as a personality have an achievement like devi which had nothing to do with leogal leogal greatly benefits from it and it gets a lot of credibility the one challenge that's happened and because i don't because for so long i had this passive sort of approach and it's balancing the two because like like right now i basically directed something in 2023 for it was an anthology of short films which will be out in march i'll send you guys a link um, it's uh, for paramount plus right so it's an international project now and i had to give it a lot of focus because it's my first time working abroad with you know people that are in other countries and all of that now that took away time from being able to build a clientele in 2023 and be able to meet new people do any of that so that balance is what i find the problem and i try to in the in the individual roles whichever members i have of my team i try to empower them but they can't be me and because the inception came from me a lot of the relationships with clients are from me so that you know process of replicating yourself or completely creating a process where it can happen independent of you i think that is my challenge very often long winding road but i reach the answer yes. <laughs> uh, so we're going to play our next game which is two truths and a lie Uh, we want to learn a little bit more about your journey with the Oprah Productions. Whether it's achievements or challenges, the idea is that you give us three statements from which two are true and one is a lie, and then Anuj and I have to guess which one is the lie. Okay, cool. Um, so I didn't name Leo Girl myself. Um, I direct every project Leo Girl gets, and the core team we have is just four people. And just say that your core team is not just four people. Like the lawyers, therefore. I'm going to say that you directed yourself because of that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it can't work like that. There are yeah, other directors because uh, otherwise it'll just be like the Priyanka show. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah. It awesome. can't work like that. And yeah, hundred percent. So that's that's yeah. the lie. Uh, the other two are true. And we just even today have only four people. So everyone else that you work with is all is a freelancer. freelancer. Yeah. yeah, it helps me just full disclosure keep costs low. Yeah. You know, I want to like. You have to work with pressure ideas and yeah, new ideas. Yeah, our kind of industry is like that. Yeah. I feel, and if I ever reach a point, see, there was a very serious point where I'm sorry if I if I've stopped the flow of the game or no, something. No, okay, no, cool. Yeah, cool. Okay, awesome. Yeah. I'm supposed to explain yeah, my yeah, thing, yeah. right? Okay, cool. Um, no, there was a serious point where, like, in the first few years, like, I only registered it as a proper company in 2018. So before that, whatever I was doing was just like random and whatever. And then in 2018, I was like, I need to run this like a company and not be all over the place. Um, when I did that, and when I kind of put the team together, I kind of realized that. this is like this works this kind of really tight format because initially we didn't know how often we'll have projects what kind of workload we're going to have does it make sense to have that many people on our roles it it didn't make sense for me at the time and i've realized now that if we reach a point where we really have that kind of um you know uh, i mean the kind of i i think massive projects in terms of needing a team that large or whatever on on our roles i can do that but i don't want to do it until it's not absolutely needed and you know just trim the fat like it was that that was the intention and i saw an example of like instagram having just 13 employees before they were acquired by facebook i was like okay that's my example <laughs> if anyone asks me why don't you have more people because yeah. this works like for us yeah. so far that's that's makes sense so who makes up those four employees like yeah. you have them yeah so there's a, i'm one of the four so it's just three actually uh, but basically one is a producer he's like an in-house sort of guy who handles all the logistics of shoots one's an accounts person and one is a client servicing sort of person who does the emails with clients back and forth of 
whatever they require and that's just the core everybody else that comes in is a freelancer but the thing is i would easily say there are 10 15 people who work with us so often they may as well be employees um but a lot of creative people they like the freedom to go anywhere they want and not have to come to a i myself no want to work 9 to 5 at at my own company so <laughs> i can't expect other people yeah. to do that and the first year i started it as a company that was what i was saying earlier that i got into this trap of i need to get investment i need to do this that because i thought that's what you do when you run a company and a couple of these forums came to me being like oh you're a women entrepreneur you should apply for this you should apply for that and the thing is i went for those things and i met other women entrepreneurs and that was amazing i mean i'm not calling them women entrepreneurs but that was the yeah. point of the forum so i met other entrepreneurs and i realized and even i i went to niti aayog in delhi they had a you know women transforming india fund because i was doing diversity and inclusion related work so that was great but the other people i met their whole life depended on that idea and they really wanted like that was their plan a right and you know fair enough the people who even got that it was their plan a and i realized my plan a is to be a filmmaker and to be a director and my company is a is a great thing that i run but it's not the plan a it's yeah. it's actually you know sort of in many ways it gives me an opportunity to direct more to have a greater portfolio all of that but i have to very much also focus on a film career so i don't want the responsibility of investment uh because the minute people come in and you know want to initially i'm sure the money is exciting for anybody but then i need to have a plan in place for how to use it and then that's when i like extricated myself from that and i was like i'm just going to focus on working as much as possible and building a good enough portfolio that you know you know it is just a successful company that's what i want to run and i'm happy staying like a small medium sized company which is a very difficult thing to explain to some people because you know they are also like they're like why don't you expand why don't you get bigger you have uh, these kind of corporate clients you can really if you have that vision but i feel like once i've made a couple of features and you know i i feel like i'm at an established place as a director um or even along the way i'll 100% look for someone to take over this in an in an execution role um and give them a lot of power you know which is the karan johar dharma example <laughs> yeah obviously makes a lot of sense i feel like even i agree with you that not everyone goes to just make a large company yeah um to so this and i feel the same way like i don't want to bring in an investor and like scale up my business i want to grow it and if it like whatever it grows so it's not like i'm opposed to it growing to a large company yeah yeah but, but i don't want yeah like i don't want to bring in investment to do it and then be answer to someone like i like to be honest having full control as well yeah 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 and i think you have to go back to like the first principle um is it what it's is what is the thing that elon musk uses <laughs> is it first principle thinking i don't know how what it's called but no. it's like going back and back and back to like the core distilling it to the core purpose basically um which i don't know what it's called but or maybe we call it socratic questioning yourself or something like that but the idea is to basically just go back to the start and for me it was to just make a lot of great pieces of work that's the purpose right so i can do that at this scale i don't want to do anything more my idea is not to have you know 100 people that i don't know what to do with you know like that that's yeah. not going to yeah that's just going to be difficult and hard and i don't i'm not good at that so that's yeah 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 that like i think even for me like the number of employees never excited it's not like yeah. oh, that if you have 100 or 1000 employees yeah. that means your company is that much bigger or that much yeah. better like that yeah i don't correlate it at least that yeah. way yeah but um yeah who named your company if i want to <laughs> do you guys want to guess i've mentioned the your person your brother my mom oh. <laughs> It's a really silly story. I mean, I don't even know if it's worth being on a business podcast, but <laughs> so, I'll tell you. Me so, and I have a name my business story about two episodes ago. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> okay, but this one is really silly. So, anyway, I'll tell you all. So, basically, <laughs> I went all through my life thinking I was a Cancerian. <laughs> and halfway through, someone told me, "No, you're a Leo." And I was like, "What?" <laughs> like, I don't know what rock I was living under, and I realized I was a Leo. And uh, my mom said, "Yeah, like that explains a lot <laughs> because you know." And then she said, "You're like," and then she said that you should call your company Leo Girl. Oh. 
and I said it's such a cute name and at I think 18, 19 it seemed like a good idea <laughs> and then it became like it, it became the thing because then my, my clients knew me that way so I still haven't figured out anything better to call it so it's just Leo Girl only now and now I'm happy with it now it's just like yeah, it's, it's a quirky cute, cute name yeah. you know so it's fine yeah and you have a story behind it so yeah yeah all right so let's do red flags um so this game is basically where we're going to give you three hypothetical situations in each situation there are two things that are going great which are the green flags and one okay. thing that's not so great red flags okay right? at the end of the statements we'll you need to choose which of these three situations you would rather be in okay and so situation one is you get to work on a huge volume of production. A bigger production house is interested in acquiring you, Leo Girl Productions. However, for your entire career, you are only recognized for one piece of work. Hmm. Situation two is Leo Girl Productions launches a creative incubator program to nurture emerging talent in the film industry. Leo Girl Productions goes international with its work, but you never receive an award again. And situation three is Leogold Productions becomes a talent magnet, attracting top-notch directors, writers, and actors. It's known for producing content that addresses important societal issues. But due to certain controversies online, your project with your dream brand falls through. Oh, okay. I think situation two. Yeah, because um, I think I already have a pretty cool award, <laughs> so it's okay. <laughs> like even the day I die, I can be like Filmfare Award winner Priyanka Banerjee. <laughs> so that's done. Um, yeah, 100% because there's so many talented people I know. Christopher Nolan is just about to get like, I think his first Oscar or something or like his second. So, and he's, I mean, does it matter? We don't yeah, really care. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, it's that I think situation too, because the rest sounds great. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, international working and an incubator program should be interesting to see. Yeah. So our final segment is the rapid fire. Self-explanatory. Right. I'll ask you questions and you have to give us quick and rapid cool. answers. Cool. Just like current current <laughs> Okay. Um, but uh, how many days of leave have you taken in the last year? Oh God. Wait, it has to be quick. Um, <laughs> maybe 30? Uh, did you have a question whether it was worth it? Yeah, I no, and I did. It was great. We are just placed from where you have walked. Mount Titlis oh. in Switzerland. Okay. <laughs> I've answered emails on top of Mount Titlis. <laughs> Your proudest moment with the Yoko Productions. Uh, the day we did the Google campaign and our first Nike campaign. That was the first big brand I got. Yeah. Oh, okay. What was the one time you felt like you let the overall productions down? Last year actually, because I feel like I got a little too choosy with what we were doing and um, I realized I should just say yes to more things and figure out how it will happen along the way because some people don't knock twice, you know. Like when they knock once, you have to take it then and uh, you know because you read a lot of the stuff about it's also about what you say no to and I took that too seriously I feel like. <laughs> in 2023 and then I was like listen you can't do that yeah, like you have to yeah. take everything that comes your way and that is my like mantra for 2024 just say yes to everything figure it out later how will you do it like that one company that you really want to work with um Facebook okay. or Instagram yeah it's just the same thing yeah now? Meta. yeah, meta. yeah. <laughs> meta yeah uh, what is the scrappiest thing that you've done to build your business everything i feel like i've picked up equipment and i've picked up sofas and tables and i've placed them on stages and i've done all that like i've done all the physically laborious things you can think of yeah which i don't know is, if it's jugadu but i was like if i can save on getting two people to do it like if i can save on yeah, paying two people to do this i'll just do it myself yeah like 100%. yeah uh your emotion when you when you were recognized as the top 100 women transforming india Disbelief and imposter syndrome. <laughs> you talk like a true entrepreneur. <laughs> what uh, did you do with your first profit? Probably ate something at a nice restaurant <laughs> and didn't care about the bill. Yeah. I think so far, you got me two answers, right? Which is either eat a fancy meal or um, go back in the car. Yeah. Right. We've done this question I mean, at least five, six times now. Those are the only two answers. Yeah, yeah. What else will you do? Also, you don't want to uh, spend that much of it. <laughs> I think so. I think we are. Because of what are you, what are you expecting? Like, we yeah. went on a night night on the town and all that. None of that. I think it's like, let's go eat somewhere nice and celebrate. Yeah. Yeah. Which is also like not that massive of an expense. 
Yeah, yeah. Year, I probably yeah. put the rest back. Yeah. Probably. So I don't just remember. Like a nice meal is cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Which hobby of yours did your work help? Oh God. This will just get depressing. Um, I still really enjoy dancing. which i think i really stopped and i started restarted doing it yeah. it's really funny because i have an apple watch right and you have some other friends who are on the yeah. watch with you and then i have you joined a dance class because we get like dance notifications i'm like oh, i'm just dancing in my room but i switch on the dancing thing anyway as it's a workout because i realize i will not have time to go and you know yeah, go down to yeah, some yeah. class i'm just going to dance in my room for 40 minutes and it's a workout it's Is not it bad on youtube Yeah, yeah yeah I found a couple of the YouTube ones I just make up my own choreography yeah. you know I used to dance like with groups and stuff so I can do choreography so that really got killed I think the general stress of achievement and all that just killed one of those things because it was like it's 30 minutes to go to the class then it's yeah. 30 minutes before that to change then when you so basically you've lost two and a half hours of your day so forget it right yeah. and that was really something that brought me joy so books or podcasts books I've got a notebook. Notebook. Are you a morning person or a night owl? Morning person. And your favorite social media platform? It's currently deleted, but Instagram. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, but yeah, that concludes the rapid fire segment, bringing us almost to the end of our conversation. We ask every guest to ask our next guest a question. So we're gonna ask you, or rather, our previous guest is gonna ask you a question. Building in startups is always about you know building a big dream and a big vision. um but sometimes you end up with multiple visions and multiple dreams over a long period of time so what would you like to be remembered for that's such a nice question uh i would like to be remembered for putting some really great stories out in the world that made people feel seen i think that's uh what i'd like to be remembered for and just generally having been like a kind fair person to work for and work with that's important to me. Yeah. I also feel like for you when you have multiple vision you just start talking for inspiration. Yeah, I think so. Any the wedding. That's so amazing. No, no, are the three things are part of Leo girl. I know. And then the wedding could also be another division. No, but I realized that look I'm probably I don't know what's going to happen with it. It's yeah. really one of those jump off It's one of those say yes and figure it out later things. So I'm just doing it as a totally separate thing. I made the logo myself. It was really fun to go back to that, you yeah. know. We are just like on Canva <laughs> to figure something out and asking friends if they'll do things for free and you know that it's a fun space to be in. Yeah. So yeah. But yeah, that concludes our final. Yay! Segment. Awesome. <laughs> uh, well thank done. Thank you so much for coming on. It's yeah. been an absolute pleasure to learn more about the industry and everything that you've done so far. And we're excited. I hope you enjoyed. Yeah. yeah, I had a great time. I, I'm sad it's over. I thought <laughs> we were going to talk more. You can always come back. <laughs> yeah, for sure. We can do like a sequel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. done i hope it's a call shadi cinematic by the way if oh, anyone yeah, wants sure. to call us <laughs> we don't have anything ready but you can call us <laughs> <laughs>